Alright, hello, hello, hello everybody and welcome to the Chiluminati Podcast episode, officially, technically, episode 5. I, as always, am uh, one of your hosts, Mike or Mathis or whatever you want to call me, and my good friends, Jesse. Hello, Jesse. Yo, I'm ready to get spooped. Spooped. And Alex. <laughs> what up, brother? Yo, I'm ready to get spooped. <laughs> it's like a, the Babysitter's Club version of like the Chiluminati Podcast. Yeah. It's just uh, like sleepover girls having a great time telling scary stories by flashlight. Emilio oh, Estevez from... cartwheeling by with a fucking joint in his mouth, like talking <laughs> about aliens. <laughs> oh. Well, this week's episode, actually, I, I, I have to say, I, I needed like a, I don't want to call it a palate cleanser, but after the chaos and whirlwind of researching aliens, I needed something a little bit more... I don't even know if I want to use the word down to earth, but it's uh, it's less chaotic at less the very least. Less incendiary? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Just something that was a little bit more fun, uh, a little bit easier to research because I'm not scrolling through like the the ramblings of a single crazy man who calls himself a researcher. Yeah, this is um, definitely closer to like the squirrel on jet skis in a kiddie pool and uh, the Chiluminati <laughs> subject matter. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, so today we're covering a, a couple of the the most famous haunted dolls, which I love because just in general, when you research the stuff nowadays because of the technology that we have and, and YouTube, there's videos of haunted dolls doing creepy shit all over the internet. And Can I just say that this is like one of my no-nos, like all across the board, like never dolls. buy like <clears throat> like animatronics, like, just anything that's not a human that general. looks like one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And no, I'm with you. In general, yeah. not even haunted, just in general. So what you're saying, Jesse, is at, by the end of this episode, I will not be able to convince you to go onto eBay and buy yourself a haunted doll and do research for us. I mean, I'd do it out of the goof because I don't believe that they're actually haunted. They're, I just wouldn't keep it around because they're creepy looking and weird, and <laughs> I, I just don't want it in my I don't life. Like that they, I don't like that they like have eyes and they can't see me, but they still look at me. <laughs> it fucks me I mean, up. I, real talk, there is a fucking house that like is like maybe 10 doors up like around the block from my parents' house that mm -hmm. I like still avoid to this day because at Christmas time, they put a life-size standing Santa Claus on their deck, and it like... Scared me once so long ago that, like, even now as, like, a 30-year-old man, years I later, like, I can't, like, go over there. It, it's too scary. My, par like, my parents have something similar. Yeah. It's all, like, yeah. PTSD with, like, one one particular life-side Santa doll. Seriously, dolls are fucked up. They are creepy. And that's why when doing, like, when I was doing this research uh, over the week, watching, like, the videos of haunted dolls on YouTube, like, is scary as shit. It's scary when like cuz a lot <laughs> they, like, of a lot of the, shit and they move. You, well, yeah, a lot of what a lot of the the in my opinion what I would call the more believable videos out there are usually like clips of streamers playing a game or something and in the background they have just like a doll on their bed or on the shelf and it does something fucking weird by itself. Can I tell you like, something? Can I tell you uh that I've been in the room when that happened? What? Really? Yeah. So When? Um wait, Dodger yeah, and I this Tell me all There's about footage. Which... Footage exists. Um, Dodger crap. and I okay. did a stream of the game The Letter. It's a horror game. Mm -hmm. And in the background, for the first couple streams, she has a giant stuffed bear. And it's this huge, massive, like human-sized stuffed bear someone sent her. And it's in the back of the stream. And the joke became that, oh, that thing's terrifying looking, so it must be haunted. Well, of course, because I'm a terrible person, 
I got one of the people in the office to literally spend an hour behind that bear hiding until oh. about an hour into the to the like third or fourth stream, he slowly started to move the bear. And we didn't acknowledge <laughs> oh, it at all. Jesus. And it is now out there on like conspiracy websites about how the bear is alive. It's it was all BS. We planned it because I'm a mean person. And people truly, truly believed it was haunted. And we literally That's just awesome. I got a I got one of the many interns Gerard has here at the office and, and <laughs> the, made him sit behind there for the an hour. Infinite, the infinite well of Gerard interns. The invisible yeah. the invisible army. That's yeah. awesome. So I, I That's made that I made that happen. Yeah. So don't. So I don't believe any of that stuff. None of it do I believe because I looking haven't at, done it myself. R, I'm looking at R slash press heart to continue right now. I'm looking at the thread. Is Dodger going to address the moving bear? <laughs> <laughs> That's to make it, so good. To make it to make it even better, um, we then like made a joke of us noticing something was weird, and then came back to the stream where the bear was sitting in the chair and we weren't there. And it was like creepy <laughs> music instead. And that was like the joke. People were like, oh, they're just joking. But we never addressed the fact that in the background there was stuff moving. We never talked about it. We never mentioned it because we didn't notice we were streaming. But we let uh, – oh, my God. And it's real subtle and creepy. And we were like – It's <laughs> the way to do it, dude. Yeah. That's I, awesome. Yeah. So I it's, don't believe any you, of that. I don't think any of that's real. You couldn't convince there's, me otherwise. There's still some really creepy videos out there regardless, even if they're faked. Like, Yeah. Oh, well, stuff I, I don't doubt that, like – Creepy watching the um, whatever the old Slenderman videos were. Like those were creepy, and those were oh, totally yeah. fake. But it's yeah, that stuff was creepy as hell. But you know, it wasn't real. But when you're watching, you're like, oh my god, this is awesome. All right, by the end of this, if we can get you to buy like a like a twenty dollar haunted doll off of eBay, I won't dude. do it. <laughs> Actually, you know what? If I can buy a haunted doll and then keep it at the office, yeah, yeah, yeah. keep it at the office, dude. In Alex's room. That's I fine. That's not happening. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna sit and work in the presence of a fucking dead-eyed fucking doll. No, no, no. But but you, if it like if you leave it in one place one night and then everybody leaves the office and the next morning you come in and it's in a different room completely, I would do worth, that. Are you kidding? Yeah, me? I would do that All every right. every night before because Alex leaves way before me. Every <laughs> night before I left, I'd move the doll slightly to the right. And fuck that. Slightly no. to the right. I have. I had to move my Doramon plushie because it freaked me out too much. Because its <laughs> eyes were open and looking at me while I'm sleeping. <laughs> okay. Well, let's hone in on the subject then. Well, hold and, on. Uh, before before we start. Okay. Sure. All of the the crazy dolls and all the UFO conspiracies and all the mm -hmm. things that we are talking about. I wouldn't even be interested in this if it wasn't for one man. So I want to give a shout out to Art Bell who passed away Friday. Oh, uh, yeah. God I heard about damn. that last night. Yeah. Art Bell was the dude who sort of set this ship sailing and a lot of careers in the conspiracy and, like, uh, paranormal podcast slash radio show life. He was he was one of the originators. Yeah. And he was the Anybody founder of Coast to Coast. Brain. Yeah. And he would oh, have damn. them on, and he would never, like, take people's crap <laughs> he wouldn't even like if they sounded crazy he'd be like you're crazy he was great art bell was awesome and uh he passed away uh friday and i don't think we know why yet but uh it was friday the 13th which is of course he died on friday the 13th right yeah, so yeah god bless him yep yeah big salute to him he's a, a pioneer of what we're doing now so it's, good it's shit. really yeah we, there's a good chance if he hadn't started this, we wouldn't be doing this. So, yeah. I don't pour think out some uh, ectoplasm for Art Bell. <laughs> Go pour Art out Bell. some ectoplasm. <laughs> yeah, forty ounce ecto. 
Ecto cooler. Yeah, go grab an ecto cooler. <laughs> pour it out pour, for Art Bell. Pour some out for Art, man. But to drink some as well because ecto cooler is delicious. It's rare too, so just make sure you're. Oh, it's rare shit. To just collect it then. Is it? No, I don't pour know. it out. I know pour it out. That's what. It. That's how you honor a person. Pour out that rare shit. Anyway, right, Annabelle. Oh uh, yeah. So. Uh, we are going to cover a couple of haunted dolls. Uh, there was a list of haunted dolls I wanted to cover, um, and I, I kind of have like a list of like 15 or so, but we're going to start with just like the top two, the two that most people know about, and we're going to talk about the story and the history behind them and pick it apart and laugh at it a little bit because some of the stuff behind these dolls is a little hard to, to swallow, specifically because a lot of the stuff happened in the 70s, so... There's not really a lot of evidence other than hearsay and anecdotal reports from either the people who the dolls belong to or the people who took the doll away from that person and talk about, like, the hauntings that happened there. Uh, the two dolls we're going to be talking about is the infamous Annabelle doll, which there were plenty of movies made about. The Conjuring a really Annabelle. recent one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a bunch of those that were made. And m- even more infamously within the the paranormal sphere uh, is is belongs on with the Warrens at this point, who are infamously sketchy at best when it comes to their their. You research. may remember them from our episode on the Amityville House, which was our first episode. Right? Yeah, go yeah, go listen to that if you want to get like a, a nice little lay of how uh, the Warrens tend to work when it comes to certain things and their their lust for money. Um, and In the hindsight, all- they're just a great like f- hoax detector. But now, yeah, know. they're really like if they're involved in something, take it with an enormous grain of salt. Basically, um, just big rock made of salt. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Just like a ginormous rock of salt. And the uh, the second doll we're going to talk about is Robert the doll, which we actually brought up in a. I think it might have been the second episode. Uh, Definitely maybe it was a the creepier name for sure. Yeah. So Robert the doll's the one where we we briefly brought him up not too long ago, where. Uh, he currently resides in a museum, and he's the one that if you don't ask for permission to, like, take pictures and stuff um, of him and, and communicate with him, like, he'll curse you and bad things will happen to you, blah, blah, blah. You uh, forgot to say please. <laughs> <laughs> Your car explodes on the way home. Holy uh, shit. Well, there, there's stories apparently like that, but... Let's start with Annabelle, everybody's favorite, that, uh, that creepy Raggedy Ann doll that currently sits in a glass case in the Warren's weird demonology haunted museum. Not nearly as creepy looking as the Conjuring movies made her out to be. Where is um, it? Where, the, where is she? Oh, in Connecticut, the museum? It's in Connecticut? Yeah, it's in Connecticut. I can't it's believe not we, we should have just gone. I can't believe we didn't do that. Yeah, oh, during PAX. Yeah, yeah we should have, like, made a road trip. But what else is in Connecticut fun. worth going to? Not, no offense not, to Connecticut. Beautiful nothing. countryside. Uh, All right, I'm going to pass on that. Hard pass. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. Beautiful countryside. Nah, I've seen that. Delicious food. I don't know. You what know, food? What food? Probably sell me a delicious, bill of lies. Delicious <laughs> seafood, probably. I don't know. Bill the of main, lies. The main point is the haunted doll that we would see there. What if if they had two haunted dolls? That'd be worth the trip. All right. <laughs> well, if you go into the the Warrens Museum, they have haunted all kinds of things. That's that's what's wonderful about the Warrens. Everything they touch is haunted. Um, but Annabelle. All right. Let me let me let me set the stage for you here, boys. It's 1970, 
Everybody has weirdly curly hair. They wear, like, bizarre <laughs> pastels. Uh, everyone is doing drugs in the street. You know, you got acid and mushrooms just, like, growing out of the street cracks. Everyone is doing drugs in the street? Right. This is the 70s, man. This is That's a beautiful picture of the 70s. What? I, I love this. I want to step into this. <laughs> what? <laughs> and the camera focuses on one woman. She's got to be, like, 19, 20 years old. She's, in gra- she's about to graduate from nursing school. Her name is Donna. And her birthday is coming up. And for her birthday, her mother, who she lives with, decided to buy her a Raggedy Ann doll from a time local out. hobby time shop. Out. Okay, time, right. time, out. We, time out. Listen, time we're, out. Time out. Time out. We're like at sentence two, yeah, dude. Yeah, I know. I'm aware. I'm aware. I'm aware. Um, Donna graduating yes. from nursing school. What do you think the yes. average graduation from nursing school is? Like average how many age. people? Like average age. age. Oh, maybe 20. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she's not 19 or 20. Maybe she's like 23, 24. Well, here, uh, here's all I'm saying. If you are getting a Raggedy Ann doll from your mom. It's a weird gift. It's a weird gift for sure. It's, it's already a weird gift. So I feel like it's less. The doll itself is not the creepy thing. The creepy thing is the mother-daughter relationship, which is I feel like this mom doesn't understand her daughter at all. Or, or- her daughter is... Has a creepy obsession with dolls. Either way, not a good start to this horror movie. Not a good start. <laughs> okay, okay, but what if, what if the mom is just really, really poor because she's putting her daughter through nursing school? Then why wouldn't she say, hey, here's your present. Happy birthday. You graduated from nursing school. I paid for that. <laughs> Love your mother. Because maybe she felt an obligation to get her something. To buy physical. her a raggedy and doll from a local hobby shop. I'm hold just on, saying. I, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're so poor. That the thing you buy is the doll designed as a goof to be like the poor kid doll. Like, think about that for a minute. Raggedy Ann doll is supposed to look like raggedy and nasty because, like, that's the joke. But that's, like, the rich person joke. If I... If you bought that shit for me and we were broke, I'd be like, take it back. I wish I could take a poll of people who were, like, 20 in the 70s. Like, would it have been chill to get a raggedy Ann doll? Find me on Twitter. I mean, in the 70s, like, my mom... No, my mom got like a pet rock in the seventies from her parents. Yeah, but your yeah, mom that's was what I'm saying. eating those street mushrooms and shit. Who, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, what do you get somebody as a gift in the seventies? Like, you don't have the stuff we have now. Um, listen, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent willing to jump on Angie here for buying her daughter. A, a I will. Doll. I will. It's Already this story gift. is suspicious. It's just a weird gift. I'm Already this story is suspicious. I'm not raw right. on it. I'm just that's right. a weird gift to get. We're, 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 we'll push onward, boys. We'll push onward. Donna found it cute and decided to place it on her bed as decoration and not even give it a second thought. However, the first month of owning this doll, things immediately started getting weird. After getting the doll, both the mother and Donna noticed some strange things about it, mostly in its movements. At first, the doll was just moving, just a little bit, tiny things. Its arms had changed position, or its head had changed position. Uh, Nothing big and nothing too noticeable, but noticeable enough that the two of them, like, took note of it. Then it started to get slowly worse. It would be completely off the bed when they would get home, and on the floor in her room. (sighs) Until finally, the doll was supposedly moving from room to room. Alright, again, time out. Time out. Uh Uh-huh. This is how you know this is BS. Only in a movie-esque plot line does this make sense. Why would the doll from Jump Street not be able to move around? Are you saying the doll had to be empowered by something? And if so, 
Why did it take so long? All right. What, so, like, there's there's levels to this that are stupid. Stupid. Okay, okay. I want to fist fight. Who are these people? <laughs> who are who are these? Who are the daughters? The daughter party? Who are these people? <laughs> the, well, these Her are name is Donna. Donna. Donna and Angie. Angie's the mother of no, Donna. No, not not these people. The people that have the Warrens. The, the Warrens. Oh, can I fist fight them in the street? Maybe. And knock it's some possible. sense into them. Now, this is now, not, nonsense. Not, not to defend the Warrens because I'm not defending the Warrens. But if you are, if I had to rank my interests, aliens would probably be number one, but a close second is paranormal and ghost stuff is number two. And if you believe that, like, it's a demonic entity or a demonic whatever possessing this thing, uh, for one reason or other, again, it, it's a newer quote-unquote science, the... the the demonic energy needs, like, it needs to be paid attention to. Like, it, it basically is basically looking for somebody to pay attention to it because it feeds off of fear and, like, uh, people uh, taking notice of it. So the little movements and stuff like that are to get attention of the people who have it so that it can feed off of it. Well, then why would it move big? Because it can't right away until people start to notice it and so get a little bit So why did it choose that doll? That that's a good. We don't know. Why that didn't you use that know. doll? Was it in the house beforehand? Was it in the doll beforehand? If it was in the doll for a long time, why did then it decide to start acting up well, the, instead of the, before? The, the theories of like could it be the doll? Unlikely that it's the doll itself, but more likely that it might have to do with the location of the house and it latched onto the doll because there was maybe some sentimental value to the doll what? between the mother and the daughter. No, pass. There was never the daughter kept that doll because she felt bad. <laughs> secondly, secondly, if you're a demon, imagine you're uh, Azrael the Destroyer, and you have spent <laughs> you have spent thousands of years waiting for your return to the Earth dimension, and you are just ready to cause some chaos. The thing you pick is the doll in Donna's house that she got for her nursing graduation gift? A no, million, man. A no, that's stupid. A million be, be people listen, did be on chat rooms in 2001. That was the, you know, like that's when you're Azriel the demon online, like that's the kind of story you'd tell about yourself, right? So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Didn't happen. All right. Anyway, no, no, please no, no. continue. Listen, I know you're making fun of me, Beelzebub, but look at that raggedy end doll. I, I think it's kind of cute. Do you I'm think it's a demonic lie. dare? Like, like you got like... Um, Yo, I'm going to possess that shit. Yeah, shit. You, do it. Do it, bitch. You won't do it. Yeah. No, they'll be Gil so scared Gilgorn, of that fucking doll. Gilgorn the Flayer goes to Azrael the Destroyer and is like, I bet you can't freak that woman out in a doll. And he's like, watch it, bitch. And he like, <laughs> you think that's why? I, I don't. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't well, make we sense. Well, we got to get we got to get through the testimony. We got to uh, You know, you're right. You're right. right. I'm going to shut yeah. up. I'm going to shut up. All right, here we go. Here we go. Okay. So, uh, eventually it started moving room to room. And all of these little movements from the little movements of its arms to the little movements of its legs all the way to moving from room to room all happened in the first month of them owning this doll. So the the activity started almost immediately and ramped up very very quickly. Donna would leave for school or work, leaving it on the couch or bed, and come home to it being in a totally different room, usually her bedroom, and on her bed with the door closed. Again, all happening within the first month. Then, I would have burnt the shit out of this doll. So right? Quick. No shit. Oh, uh, this th that that's what. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll talk about what I would have done if the shit was started happening. So, uh, but we'll we'll continue through this a little bit. So then, that's when the messages started happening. Annabelle would supposedly leave little messages, scribbled as though a child had written them down. Things saying things like saying, help us, and help Lou. All of this was written on parchment paper, but Donna and her mother swear they never kept such paper in the house, and they have no idea where it came from. 
One day, Donna came home to find Annabelle on her bed, as was the norm. But as she picked up Annabelle to inspect her, because she had a weird and bad feeling about her to this day, she noticed red drops of liquid on the back of her hands and on her dress. In real life Don- or the doll? On the doll, in real life. Like, she, it found, was like, actually- she saw like drops on the doll. Yes, she she touched them supposedly and saw them, and they they hesitate to call it blood because there's no way to know if it was blood, but it at least looked like blood. Okay. Um. So, uh, yeah, weird at the very least. At that point, Donna panicked and contacted a medium to hold a seance. Now, I will always say this: I will personally, I will never fucking mess with two things: a seance and a Ouija board. I just won't. Because if you believe, what if we filmed it? A... What if I paid you guys to film a Ouija board with me? I would do us it on for a Ouija free. board. And oh, what if the entire time dude. I tried to get a demon to possess you? <laughs> See, though, t- no, I don't. <laughs> I'll take your money, you pay- but I would do it for free. <laughs> how much you pay it mean to have a demon possess me? Is the question. Uh, I don't know. How much do you think a demon would want? <laughs> they don't want money. They want my soul and my body. Yeah, they get that, but then they have some spending money too. <laughs> Well, t- we could talk about it. That that could be a really good idea for like a live show. Oh my up. god, a séance! Holy shit! All right, let's. Uh, all right. But but so for me personally, I if you believe in any of this stuff, really a little bit, never fuck with the séance and never fuck with the Ouija board. And the reason is because you're openly inviting shit to come mess with you. You're like either psychically or spiritually opening yourself up to things that you might not want to actually come mess with you. Does that also apply to like ghost adventures when they're like? Hey, you fucking ghost! If you really are here, <laughs> hit me, dude. Yes, that's yeah. that. I would be that guy. I know on that show. I, I again, would. Another thing I would try love to, fight to do a ghost. with the two of you. Just go. Let's go fight ghosts. Dude. What if let's you came face to face with the supernatural? Me? Yeah. Oh, if I did, I then I would be the first one to admit that I was wrong. But I haven't, and it hasn't happened. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, hashtag, it, it, hashtag haunt Jesse. It's gonna happen. Gonna get- <laughs> That's why haunted haunted doll off eBay, man. I'll something just, I'll, I'll- something paranormal. We gotta get something to happen to you. Something I'm just in- saying, unexplainable. like, like it doesn't even have to be like a mean ghost. Where's the cool ghost? It's like, hey, dude, I'm real, and I just wanted you to know I don't appreciate you saying that I'm fake. Where's that? And I'd I'm be sure like, oh my god, you know what? You were right. I come on the next episode and be like, guys, <laughs> saw the ghost. His name was Philip. He was a cool dude. He was. He let me put my hand through him. It was crazy. And I was like, all right, I believe. And I'd ask him questions. and be like, so what's the afterlife like? And he'd be like, I don't know. I'm stuck on Earth in purgatory. And I'd be like, that's awesome. Thank you for letting me know that I'd get answers. And then I'd, then I'd try to like help him. I'd be like, maybe, yo, Philip needs help. I'd make maybe, a GoFundMe and everything. Maybe ghosts cool. also have Prime Directive. Like Maybe that's why they don't talk to us. That is not true. I'm just saying. Not true. <laughs> It could be. It could be true. I don't. I believe if there if there is such a thing as ghosts, I believe there's probably an explanation that is would not. The, would it's the a bloody dead. doll? Would the bloody doll be enough? What? No. If you if you went and looked at your doll and picked it up and it was like bloody and you knew nobody had been home and touched it or done anything, would that like freak you out? No, I'd be like the fuck. I'd throw the doll away. I'd be like, this thing is so gross. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't I be like, oh, it's a away. demon. It's possessed. It, this is clearly human blood. I'd be like, what the hell? Why is it sticky? And I'd be the like, moment, what happened? I'd throw it away. paper appeared from nowhere. I don't care what. If that paper said, let's be friends on it, I don't care what the fuck it said. I would. Oh, be, if the paper said, let's be, be friends, I would call my mom and be like, this, you're an ass. This would be out. This would be out of my house. 
Dude, if I had come home and I knew nobody had been home and the doll was in a completely different room with the door shut, that thing would have been burned. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, that's the problem with these stories is people are like, well, I didn't do anything. And that's why the doll exists. So did but she no. name the doll Annabelle or is that what the medium said? Good question. Um, we don't know. There, it's never specifically spoken about. And from my research as well, there's a point in the story that we're going to come up to where the story actually deviates. And there's a couple of different stories as to what happened um, before the Warrens got their hands on it. Um, so uh, what's out there and what's available on Annabelle is really difficult to come across because now, especially when you start researching for Annabelle, the movie comes up constantly. Uh, and trying to dig for like actual facts is really difficult. Um, all right, so they called the medium to hold the seance, and uh, the medium, uh, where is it? I, I lost my, I lost my fucking place on this thing because I'm, I'm a terrible person. Okay, here it is. So the medium came and held the seance. The medium had said that the spirit of a little girl had actually inhabited an Annabelle doll, and that she felt comfortable and loved with Donna and Angie, and that she wanted to live with them. Yikes. The medium also said that the little girl was talking of past happy times in her life before the lifeless corpse of this young girl was found with no explanation in a field where the apartment complex where Donna now lived resided. Feeling bad for her, Donna gave the girl permission to reside inside her doll and that the doll could stay and live with them. But things weren't as they appeared to be. What? Okay, so mistake so let, one. Let me let me just, just let me just recount this to you just to make sure that I'm understanding this. So she, the doll had been writing like help, moving around the house. She, help us, help Lou. Yeah, she moving sees, around the house. She sees the blood. She's like, I'm gonna take this to the medium. The medium's like, this doll is named Annabelle. It's the ghost of a dead girl that that died. That her, her body was found where your apartment building is. Correct. Okay. And that the little girl felt comfortable and loved being in the doll and in the care of Donna. And so Donna was like, welcome, dope. Annabelle. She was like, dope, yeah. Arms are open. Welcome. You know, stay with us. She basically gave whatever spirit that was supposedly talking through the medium complete permission to stay within So the Donna doll. is pro-Annabelle? Donna, at this point, is pro-Annabelle. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Completely. Even though the doll had blood, like, what was blood and writing weird notes on paper that doesn't exist, you know, she's open to it. Fuck that. That's so, that's so scary. That's so much scarier than even the idea of a doll is that it writes notes on paper that came from nowhere. Yeah. I mean, obviously the paper came from probably Donna and Angie's fucking drawer upstairs where they keep the haunted paper, but, you know, <laughs> I, you know. Well, the, there's a, a scary third player. Idea. In this story, a friend named Lou. Now, I can't, I couldn't figure out if Lou was Donna's boyfriend or Lou was just a family friend because from the stories, Lou seemed to spend many a night at Donna and Angie's. Okay. Um, but right from the beginning, Lou did not like Annabelle. Lou had a bad feeling about Annabelle. Lou said he just never felt comfortable around Annabelle. Uh, and he was from the very beginning just supposedly hated this doll. And to further that hatred, now this is where things get weird and hilarious so things have been a little spooky here now right dolls moving around little yes. specks of blood on it but it's a little girl that supposedly just feels comfortable all right well lou was spending the night one night in another room guest room or whatever uh and one night w lou woke up in the middle of the night sweating and panicking after having what he describes as a horrendous nightmare shortly after waking up he realized his whole body couldn't move 
Now, my immediate reaction to that is something called sleep paralysis, and I don't, I'm assuming the two of you know what sleep paralysis is. This is the explanation for every paranormal thing that's happened. Well, yeah. But, the, uh, but yeah, I've, the, also, I've also had something, like, I believe that sleep paralysis, paralysis can be a thing. I've um, experienced something similar. I don't think it's sleep paralysis, but sometimes I'll go on a plane and I'll, like, when I get on a plane, I fall asleep, right? Um, yeah. That's just one of my many talents is being able to sleep on planes. But one time I was on hello? a plane and I well, oh, oh, guess I just, you, you cut out. Come, hello? I'm right here. Did? Hello? Oh, I, everybody cut off on me for mm. like a good 30 seconds. All right. I'll start oh. over. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm you're editing planes, that out. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm still uh, I, I'll take care of it. Uh, so, so you get okay. on planes and you sleep. Yeah. So one of my many talents is that I can sleep on planes. It's just a thing I can do. One time I was on a plane. I don't remember where I was going. It might have been to Boston one year for a convention or something. <laughs> was but it the year we almost died? It, it, no, it wasn't. But I, I don't remember what I was going where and what for. But I do remember vividly that I'd fallen asleep and like leaned forward when I was sleeping. Mm-hmm. And I bit my tongue. And I remember popping awake. And my jaw was like clenched on my tongue. And it hurt very, very badly. But I was still in like a sleep state. Where I couldn't move, and oh, I knew God. I had to open. I knew I had to open my mouth because it was hurting my tongue, but I couldn't move. And it took me like literally willing myself to move my body, and I because my mind was like, "What are you doing? It hurt so bad." But I couldn't move, and then eventually I like was able to unclench my jaw. Uh yeah, that that's horrifying. And as, as me personally, I've actually had experience with sleep paralysis, and it's a horrifying feeling. Um, I've woken up in the middle of the night uh, where I'm awake. I'm like, I'm awake and alert in my brain, but I can't open my eyes and I can't move my body. And it feels like there's this huge pressure on my chest, which a lot of people describe when they, when they talk about being haunted in the middle of the night of like this ghost laying on top of them. Not being Um, able to breathe. Like, yeah, yeah. not being able it's, it's actually horrifying. And my girlfriend at the time, um, basically all sh- I was whimpering because I couldn't talk. I couldn't do anything and I couldn't wake up. So I was trying to make noise so that she would wake up and jostle, like hit me and, and help me wake up. And it's fucking scary because you don't know what's really going on. And then eventually your body like catches up with your brain and you're able to snap awake and, and be okay. But it's horrifying. It is not fun. Yeah. I've had um, visual things too, where I wake up and there's like something and then I like have to like, Oh, double take. I've seen Jesus. Hell yeah. I There was a point in my life where I woke up. I, I got to have been half asleep. And I turned over and I faced my uh, my wall away from my bed. I opened my eyes and fucking right there in my room was a life-size, like, <laughs> Jesus. And he was standing there looking at me. And, like, I literally just rolled back over. And then it took me a second. My brain was like, what the hell? And I whipped back around and he was gone. Ah, uh, I wonder. What, I would you, he- what would you have asked him? If he was still there, yeah, I, I don't. God, am I gonna go to heaven? <laughs> I don't know. What if he had replied no? I oh, God, that would have been awful. <laughs> I don't know what I would have done at that point. Um, that was uh, that was yeah. I was probably in my early teens when that happened. Well, with, but with anyway. that, well, with that in mind, what happened to Lou? Okay, I was like, back to Lou. So shortly after he woke up, he he realized he could not move. As he struggled to move, he began to look around. And he quickly realized at the end of his bed, by his feet, as if waiting for him to notice her, was Annabelle. Within moments, Annabelle started to glide up his leg 
and stopped right on his chest before he felt what felt like hands around his neck starting to choke him until he completely blacked out and passed out. He woke up the next morning fine, Annabelle not in his room, but he swears up and down that that was not a dream. That is like textbook sleep Scary paralysis. movie? No, like textbook. Yo, oh, yeah, sleep paralysis. It's <laughs> like yeah, textbook yeah. sleep paralysis. Like anybody who has a ghost sleep paralysis story is like the ghost sat at the foot of my bed and I couldn't get up and it was like hard to breathe. This is that just with Annabelle. Yep. Because he was already I- scared of Annabelle. There is an image in my mind of Annabelle, the Raggedy Ann doll, gliding up his leg that I can't find not funny. It, it looks like a bad hilarious. movie. It looks like a bad movie in my brain. Like, I imagine, like, an invisible string attached to the back of Annabelle's, like, hips and just, like, being pulled up and then dragged up his leg as she, like, lifelessly kind of just flies up onto his chest and then he starts getting choked out. I don't even understand how reason. the doll is doing the choking, but... Let's it's fall. not the doll. It's the spirit in the doll. You're, you're right. The you're doll right. is just a vessel. You're okay? right. Come you're on. right. You're right. But things would get worse for Lou. The next day, Lou and Donna were prepping for a road trip of some sort. When suddenly upstairs, they heard a huge commotion. Lou assumed the place was being broken into and bolted up the stairs. As he got to the door, he waited for all the noise to die down. And then he burst into the room, ready to confront whatever criminal had broken in. What he found was Annabelle on the floor and nothing out of place in the room. As he slowly approached Annabelle, he thought he felt someone behind him. You know how you get that feeling of, like, somebody's watching you? My favorite feeling. Right, yeah, it's a great feeling. So he whipped around only to see nothing. And right then and there, he started to bleed from his chest profusely. There were three vertical scratches and four horizontal scratches that had just appeared on his chest and bled through his shirt. And Donna saw it as well. But just as mysteriously as they had shown up, they began to heal. The next day, the wounds were half healed. The day (laughs) after that, they were fully healed and And gone. And there was no more And there was no evidence. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say, complete lie. Or just a demonic coincidence. So that 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 little story of him being scratched up is like the biggest pill that I can't swallow. <laughs> just like you get these demonic scratches. Because in the 70s, were there like um, quick cameras you could take pictures with? There had to have been, right? Like 1970, dead on. How old is a Polaroid camera? It's got to be. That's what I was trying to think. Polaroids. When did Polaroids come around? I don't know. I feel, and I, I feel like they would probably be, like, more popular, if anything, than they are now by a lot. You know what I mean? Jesse, you lived in the 70s. When did Polaroids come out? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was trying to think, like, how do you, how do you, you, there was, there had to have been a way to document that, right? I've yeah, no well, there's always a way to document this kind of stuff, but no one ever does it because it's fake. <laughs> what, kill, what kills me is that these scratches weren't even like gone in five minutes you know he the story they tell is it was two days of having these scratches on well go to the fucking doctor, plenty of time to, yeah. To, to yeah plenty of time and i don't i don't know so at least from what i'm reading it says that there's three vertical scratch marks four horizontal ones appeared mm-hmm. and then just mysteriously began to heal and yeah. then there's more information. It's like, well, they healed half a day later. To me, what it sounds like is someone said this story like, yeah, he got scratched up. There was blood. It was awful. 
and then it immediately healed. So, like, there was no evidence. And then someone's like, well, that doesn't make any damn sense. Like, yeah, but it wasn't, like, immediate heal. It looked like it took, like, a few <laughs> hours. It's like Just to sort of make healing. it sound yeah. sound better when it's still a, a BS. It's all BS. Yeah, that this they, it reeks of, of ridiculousness. So this there happened. No so this happened when in relation to the the uh, the seance. Uh, within a few weeks. Okay, so this most. is all. So this is all happening like at basically the exact same time. This is all very rapid, right? Like it's in a like basically of from the minute. Yeah, within the minute they've gotten Annabelle, like within a couple months, like things are just out of control. Uh, high, high ramp up. So. It's at this point in the story that I've read deviating stories, depending on the source that you're you're reading and, and taking notes from. So one of two things happened, I can tell, before the Warrens get fully involved. Um, both of the stories have to do with a priest being called in to exercise the doll. But depending on where you're reading and, and where you're getting your information from, one of two things ended up happening. The first is the priest came. And he did do the exorcism on the doll and bless the doll, but mocked it at the end saying, you're just a doll, you can't hurt anyone. And then left afterward. And on his way home, his brakes gave out, his car swerved, crashed, and he died. Never making it back alive. People believe that if that's true, then it would have been the work of the demon possessing Annabelle. Do we know this guy's last name? <laughs> no, uh, no, because so I'm literally about thing. to go Google government records about this guy who died. I can't figure it out. I, I swear to God, I can't figure it out because the later on the Warrens call on a priest and you can look him up and that's where things get really iffy about like, is this doll actually fucking haunted? But the story of this priest breaks being like gone and, and, and him dying, it all seems to be hearsay and it's kind of really hard to believe which is why i was like it gets ridiculous the other the other story about the priest is that a priest came in and said it was more or less above his pay grade and didn't do anything and then said he sh they should contact somebody who would be better suited for it uh and that's eventually when the warrens ended up coming so it's the priest from uh the casper movie <laughs> yeah i ain't doing this yeah. I, like can a priest do that? Can a priest say, eh, you need somebody of more spiritual power than me to, like, I don't think that's not. how the fucking priest would put it. I don't think he would be like, <clears throat> listen, this is a class 10 demon, and I'm only a <laughs> class 7 priest. <laughs> I'm only level 5, damn it. I can't do this. The only class 10s I know around here are the Warrens. <laughs> so... After the, the little priest fiasco, somehow, how, I don't know, the Warrens learned of Annabelle. Whether it be by this priest who said this is a, like not something he can't handle and the priest let them know. Does he always or the call Warrens... them? That's my question. When he can't handle it, is, does he... He calls the Warrens? Yeah. He like leaves their calling card. He's like, you need these people. Yeah. It's crazy. I, it's ridiculous. Um, but at some point, Ed and Lorraine Warren of Infamy were called in, or at least were told about this doll and took interest. And almost immediately, they believe that the doll not to be haunted by a human spirit, but an inhuman one. They claim that the demonic inhuman spirit was still in what they call the infestation stage of the possession. You see, demons don't actually like or want to possess dolls. What they want is to possess a human. But they need the energy and raw power to do it. What this meant was that the spirit was merely looking at the moment to gain and drop power from those that he was currently, or she, demon, whatever, was currently living with. And for that, it needed attention and energy. The early movements from room to room were all, uh, were all to have Don and Angie pay attention to it, notice it, 
keep their eyes on it, and maintain interest in it. When they brought in the medium for the seance, it truly bolstered this inhuman spirit's abilities and lied about to the, and lied to the medium about being a little girl, when in fact, it was using the opportunity to gain more power. The fucking Warren showed up and said that the ghost lied to the medium? Yes, that correct. Is, that is so fucking funny. <laughs> the, the, well, the, the Warrens have answers for everything. They're like, no, 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 man, this you... is better. It's a demon. It's a demon. <laughs> right, right. It's a demon. And that the next phase that it was ramping up for and getting close to would be complete human possession. What? Why, though? What? Because that's what demons want, man. They want your spirit. They want to devour your soul and your energies to sustain them. No. <laughs> it's like, no, no. no. From here, the story is pretty straightforward. At the behest of the Warrens, they take Annabelle from Donna and have it in their possession and is now for display in their museum in Connecticut. Uh, is all of it true? Well, at least the stories that are being wait, told... Wait, 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 again, again. So the Warrens came in, said, it's way worse than you think. We need to take this and put it in our museum. So what they did is they took it, uh, just to wrap up like the Warrens, what they ended up doing is they did a little research with them, with the family, convinced Donna to give it over. They took it with them. They didn't put it in a museum right away. What they ended up doing was doing research and their stories of Ed saying that the doll was levitating on his desk and he'd have to put his hand on it to stop it, that it would go from room to room and do all kinds of crazy shit when they weren't looking. And eventually they, they deemed it too dangerous, so they locked it up in a glass case and never to let it out. So and that's glass why if you look at the demons? pictures, I well, it could stop the doll. Uh, yeah, so right, that that that's the thing. So is the demon still technically like completely attached to the Raggedy Ann doll? Why is it attached? Why is it putting in a glass case stopping it? I don't know. But if you look at the pictures of it, which there are on their website, there are pictures of Donna, uh, not Donna, uh, of Lorraine Warren with the Raggedy Ann doll in front of the house that Donna lived in, um, and you can still see pictures of. Of raggedy, the Raggedy Ann doll, Annabelle, in the glass case, locked up with a big sign that says, do not open under any circumstances. So glass can stop a demon. I guess so. So, if I was, if I want if I was the Warrens, and I wanted to, like, really make a splash, you know what I would have done? I would have, like... Exactly what I, they did. <laughs> I would have, like, let the demon possess one of them, and then the other one, like, records it. There is... Uh, there's a YouTube channel out there that does that kind of thing, where they like actively invite demons to possess them and then record it. It's hilarious. Is it just a Salvia trip channel? <laughs> well, <laughs> if it is, they don't show you taking them taking it. <laughs> um, but that's that's the long and short of the Annabelle story. Uh, that the thing is because these people did exist and the Annabelle doll does exist. I'm sure that these stories were told. Um, but there's little to no evidence that any of this outside of hearsay, uh, and the doll actually being in a glass case that Annabelle did anything. I'm going to invoke at all. I'm going to invoke the Jesse argument on this one and say that it is like t way too Hollywood to be believable. It's yeah, it, it is it, very, it's, very it's, Hollywood. So Hollywood are believable. made three movies about it. <laughs> yeah. Things that are believable when it comes to supernatural stuff are the things where it doesn't like, if this story, if we had gone all the way back, all the mm -hmm. way back, and it was Donna got this Raggedy Ann doll from her mom. Her mom picked it up at a local hobby shop. I mean, there has to be many, many Raggedy Ann dolls there, but whatever. Brought it home, and something weird had happened, and she called in the uh, exorcist or whoever. Someone came in and was mm -hmm. like, oh, well, this is, yeah, this is a little girl. 
and that's where it ended. And she's like, well, I kept it in the house because the little girl and I came to an agreement. And every once in a while, she does, like, some weird stuff. But, you know, that's it. The end. That is, like, a solid, okay, I'm... If I didn't completely believe this was BS, maybe I could buy that story. That was not trying to be news. too much. That would yeah. make the local news for sure. It's not trying to be too much. Suddenly it's like, well, then Lou was like, I don't believe in it. And then Lou is killed off. <laughs> then the Warrens show up and are like, it's actually a demon. Like, it, no, none of that's true. If you're gonna, Lou didn't die. If, Lou didn't die. He's this is, this is the. This is about. The priest is the one that died. This is about lying. This goes back to lying 101. <laughs> if you're going to lie. Don't upsell your lie. Lies that work are lies that are Believable simple. Lies. Yeah. Lies that yeah. are that, that people would believe that you did. Like people who are like, oh yeah, I see that because it's true. There's a there's a hint of truth in your lie. And that's well, go back to that's our skinwalker work. episode and the stories we were telling at the end and what makes a good story and, and believable versus what makes it like kind of ridiculous and hard to believe right um, this one's too hollywood yeah. there's like in yeah if, if you want to touch it don't open that glass honestly Why? the thing that the thing that turns me off the most about it is that the warrens just sort of like explain why and how and like yep. what's going on and to me that's like very very quickly too like without very from my from my understanding and what i read it seemed like within a few days of them hearing about this they hadn't answered like i would love to hear why they were like oh yeah this is a demon not a human you know what i mean i would love to just like yeah. actually go through that like science with them yeah me too uh, because paranormal stuff is crazy. One of the one of the crazy paranormal things I'd love to have you ever guys heard? It's getting a little off track, but have you ever heard about the guy who could like project images into a camera, no. and it would like actually those images would actually show up in print? No, I forget his name. It, he's hilarious because he could like he'd have a, a professional photographer show up with like news people there just to watch to make sure he wasn't crazy, and he would get belligerent drunk. In order for it to happen. And he would throw thoughts out into and like vocalize them as to what the next picture was going to be. While the camera was completely covered so nothing could be taken picture of. And the picture would be exactly what he described. But there'd be like little weird things to it. Like for instance he would uh, he threw out a picture he's, uh, of the Hollywood sign. But the Hollywood sign when it came out being like developed from the camera. Uh, it was spelled like incorrectly just barely like by one letter. Uh, and it was all weird, almost like parallel universe type things, like an airplane flying with its wings backwards. That those kinds of pictures. This is trackable? really cool shit. Yes, this is this is. You can go look it up now. Like I think that happened in the eighties and nineties. What's this guy's name? Like, Who is this guy? Like, this I fucking really? I can't fucking remember his name. We're getting off. It's track a hardcore. much more believable story though because there's nothing uh, sexy guy about it. Guy who drunkenly projects pictures into camera. Ted Serios. Thoughtographs. Yep, Ted Serios. Ted S E R I O S. He died in two thousand and six. It's a much more believable. I still am suspicious, but it. Theodore Ted Judd Serios was a Chicago bellhop known for his production of thoughtographs on Polaroid film. He claimed these were pro produced using psychic powers. Serios claimed Serios uh, psychic claims were bolstered by the endorsement of a Denver-based psychiatrist, uh, Yule Eisenbud who published a book named The World of Ted Sirios Thoughtographic Studies of an Extraordinary Mind, arguing that Sirios' purported psychic abilities were genuine. However, professional photographers and skeptics have argued that Sirios and his photographs have maybe been fraudulent. So there's like a fun little... Th we, I will 100% I will cover this, man. That's a great mini-sode. Yeah. I'm just going to... I'm going to spoil it now. Dr. Jewel Eisenbud... Jewel. 
uh, created this whole thing to make a buck. The end. <laughs> Done. All right, there you go. All right, figure it out. Uh, I mean, Jewel like Eisenbud, dude. <laughs> Uh, thought-a-graph, thought-a-photography was the premise of the X-Files episode Unru, in case you were curious. Huh. Um, but w- that's a whole other thing that I, I will talk about. I gotta see how right well-documented that is. That is fucking crazy. Yeah, dude. Uh, things like um, eh, another photograph depicted part of a building identified later as a hangar belonging to the Air Division of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. However, in the photograph, there was a misspelling. It said Canadian with C-A-I-N-A-D-A-I-N. Instead of the proper spelling of Canadian on the image sign. That's what I'm talking about. Like, weird misspellings and shit like that. I, anyway. I, gotta, I gotta look But that at doesn't this. make sense. Like, so what is the... It doesn't matter. We'll talk about it later. The power doesn't make <laughs> sense. That's like a terrible power to have. Like, I can visualize things, but, but also... But it's more believable. Inherently. Because unlike fucking Annabelle, which literally has several movies that are, like, just following the basic plot of the story, like, you know... That's not really like a sexy paranormal thing. You know what I mean? Like, I, oh, I, like I, I get it. I get it. But it also. Uh, all right. I need to know more information before I destroy it. Yeah, there's a lot because like the argument that the, the, the people who, who don't believe it make is that inside the camera, there was like a gizmo, but they never really explained what they think the gizmo may or may not be that would have it that would like be able to take these pictures, even though the camera was covered and like. It, it it gets it gets wonky, but still a fun story. Anyway, let's get to the second doll and the final doll we're gonna. Is cover it scarier today. or less scary than the first doll? Um, it depends. I think it's scarier. Um, but it, it's it's scary because a the Warrens aren't involved. Uh, there's no Warrens that's messing with it. But also there's less evidence than Annabelle. Um, but the stories of Robert the doll is still spooky. So the doll is Robert the doll. Uh, he's pretty Terrible damn infamous. Name. Very and creepy. I know, if you, have you look up pictures of him? Oh, he's a horrifying no, looking monster. Oh God! Look it up. He's creepy looking, dude. Robert the doll. So this all comes from. Um, there's not as many sources on Robert the doll out there. So this mostly comes oh, from. Uh, fuck a, Robert. Yeah, right. He's a creepy looking dude. Uh, so Robert is a one of a kind, handmade by the Steiff Company of Germany around the turn of the century. So he's old as fuck. He sucks. Standing. Standing 40 inches tall and stuffed with wood wool known as Excelsior, he is dressed in a sailor suit and once bore painted features not unlike those of a jester. His unusual size indicates he may have been fashioned in the image of his constant companion, a boy named Robert Eugene Otto. The doll took Robert as his name while this boy simply went by Gene. Together they would go on to make history. Robert the doll and Gene were best friends growing up. Legend speculates Voodoo played a part in Robert's formative years, while interviews with those close to the Otto family indicate a great deal of emotional energy was placed upon the doll during Eugene's lifetime. It is said that young Gene would shift blame when he misbehaved as a child, pointing to the doll and saying, I didn't do it, Robert did it. Uh. So the already the, the idea that he's being that Robert became a haunted doll might be because of uh, Eugene being kind of psychically projecting like negativity onto the doll over many, many years because he was a misbehaved young boy and would constantly blame the doll for all his wrongdoings. And negative energy, for those who do paranormal stuff, is the hotbed for all things bad. You don't want to put negative energy into something for a long time. I think that it's just not a good idea. I think that I might have told the story on here before, but my mom also has like a ghost thing with a doll like this where she like. 
Oh, really? Well, she was like, she she had this doll, and she like wanted to take it out to dinner with with the family, and they were like, no, and she like angrily like stomped back into the like. There's like a small step in the middle of the living room that like a step up, and she sat the doll down right there on the like edge of the step, and she was like, all right, now none of you ghosts get it, and she like left. Oh. And so it just, like, weird. left this weird bad taste in everybody's mouth because, like, she doesn't talk about ghosts before huh. this, all that stuff. And it, it, it just creeps you out about the – it just creeps you out, like, instantly yeah. when a kid does something like that. Yeah. Agreed. I, that's, I love my niece and nephew, but I'm afraid one day they're going to do something like that when I'm, like, babysitting them. Or they're going to point at the wall and just be like, hey, it's Jonathan. And be like, I don't know a Jonathan. Oh. Um. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't, well, anyway. All right, let's continue. Eugene eventually would, as he grew up, went on to become a prominent artist. He designed the gallery at the Fort East Martello Museum and had plans to make his own home a museum complete with wax imprint of the artist's hands as a focal point. Though this dream was never realized, his home became known as the artist's house and stories of the doll's strange behavior became commonplace with those who encountered him after Eugene's death in 1974. So again, taking place in the, in the 70s for the most part. Tenants said they would hear footsteps in the attic room above them. A plumber heard giggling and turned to find the doll had moved across the room on his own. Solaris Hill reported Malcolm Ross visited Robert and said, it was like a metal bar running down my back. At first, when we walked through the door, the look on his face was like a little boy being punished. It was as if he was asking himself, who are these people in my room and what are they going to do to me? What the f- <laughs> that's just like who are these creepy ass people that are like dis- like describing this yeah I, that, my question is who walks into the room sees a doll and immediately thinks that that is the expression on the doll's that face doll wants like to know. that's a very specific expression that doll wants to know what you're about to do to him that's so creepy <laughs> it's so weird it's so weird um ross's friends told him robert's backstory and pointed out the children's furniture it was at this point Malcolm noticed a change in the doll's expression as if he was following the conversation. Oh, boy. One of the men, one of the men made a comment about what an old fool Gene Otto must have been. Robert's expression turned to one of disdain. Apparently, he could just... So there's actually a YouTube video out there, as I was doing this, of a person who's, like, looking over their doll collection. And he, I think he says one of the dolls is haunted. And every time he pans the camera away and pans the camera back, the doll's expression is completely changed every single time now granted very easy to do in editing you make quick little like one frame jump cuts and you're good to go um but still very creepy to watch a doll's fucking like expression change when it never should ever that's exactly what i get freaked out about with dolls the fact they can open and close their eyes so often freaks mm-hmm. me the fuck out and it was like a cabbage patch kid doll too so it was like super creepy looking just straight up straight off the bat fuck that yep not not fun uh, anyway, let's continue. Myrtle Router, or Ruder, purchased the auto home in 1974. She became Robert's companion and kept him when she moved to Von Feister Street six years later. Oh, I hate in calling ni- it a companion. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> in 1994, she eventually donated Robert to the Fort East Martello Museum, claiming he moved around her house on his own and was haunted. Myrtle died a few months later, but R- Robert remained active. Museum staff noticed a shift of energies at the Fort East, Fort East Martello Museum. Though Robert was not initially on display, he started receiving visitors as word spread about his new residence. 
Once he was put on an exhibit, cameras and electronic devices malfunctioned in his presence, and soon letters began arriving addressed to the doll, offering apologies for disrespectful behavior or asking for forgiveness. To this day, letters continue to arrive. Ghost hunters, TV shows, psychics, skeptics, and believers visit Robert on a regular basis to witness firsthand the strange stories they have heard. Is Robert cursed by voodoo? Thriving on the energy placed upon him? A misunderstood doll with a playful spirit? Or perhaps just a doll joined by the spirit of his lifelong companion? We'll never truly know. Oof. And that's the story of Robert the Doll. Uh, just totally creepier than the last one, by a lot. Yeah, there's, well, it's creepier because there's way less details about it. Uh, the story is, there's no the Warrens involved, and, and those who, who owned him kind of immediately gave him to a museum after a little bit of time. They didn't get a seance, they yeah, didn't get, all like, actions taken were just, like, I don't like this doll, please get it away like, from yeah, me. Like, yeah, he, he didn't cause, he didn't cause Gene any problems, so, of course, G, Eugene kept him. Eugene died, whoever took him into the care after, after he started moving around on his own, they're like, yeah, how about we just give it to a museum and not deal with the nonsense that he's doing? And then he became active in the museum. So, like, pretty quick, you know, I would even say logical decisions were made involved in what to do with him as a as a haunted doll. If I'm not going to burn him, I'm going to give him to a museum, one or the other. So, that's I think that's why he's a little spookier, just because the idea that they actually did do what I think most normal people would do, and the fact that people still have problems filming him to this day because like the electronics go haywire and stuff around him supposedly of course all supposedly i would love to visit robert the doll one day 100 percent. you can actually buy a robert the doll replica on their website no nope. no way not not because <laughs> not- it's haunted but because it's just a terrible doll it's creepy it's a very it's outside not- the box creepy doll yes and the fact that it comes from the turn of the century, too. It's, like, old as hell and worn down. Now, imagine that doll having the jester makeup it's supposed to have on it. Why the fuck would it Nothing. have jester makeup in a sailor outfit? Because kids liked weird shit in the 1900s, man. Good like, lord. What, what kids considered enjoyable toys in, like, the turn of the century is not the same <laughs> as what we consider enjoyable now. People liked clowns and weirdly painted things and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, this is fucking awful, dude. Yeah, it's uh, it's creepy, but um, we we really should. God damn it, I'm mad we didn't go to the Warrens Museum while you guys were down here. I didn't even think of I, it. Me neither. I, I should have thought about it. It would have been nice to just take a car out there one of the days and just get spooktowned. Yeah, dude, I could have driven us up. Shout out, that would have been shout great. Shout out to Davis, we got- who would have had the worst time of all. Oh, poor Davis. Davis gets so spooked so easily, it's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> he gets so scared so easily. The fact that ducks scare that man is. It's fun. Send all, but, send all your ducks to at Team Davis on Twitter. <laughs> please do. Love the Chiluminati podcast and the Scary Game Squad. Uh, and those are the two of the most haunted dolls in existence. Yeah. There's a few other ones. Uh, on my list, I want to I wanna eventually cover Okiko. She's a Japanese haunted doll, so immediately she looks way creepier because she's got that straight, long black hair. She's wearing a white dress. Very, you know, grudge-esque Japanese horror movie looking doll. Uh, that's really really fun, and then there's like dolls that try to murder you in your sleep and stuff like this. This is some this is some funny. Oh yeah, Elf on a Shelf. Everyone knows that, dude. Elf on a Shelf. Listen, I don't understand. Killer. Elf, elf on, on a shelf. shelf is a killer. Everyone knows. Yeah, that shit would that shit would scare me as a kid. If I woke up and Elf on a Shelf was just like 
in a different place from where I remember him being the next day. And my mom's just like, well, he's just watching you for Santa. I'd fucking be so scared. Have you heard the conspiracy theory that Elf on a Shelf is like training kids to live in a surveillance state? <laughs> I have not. But it is so easily believable that that is a conspiracy yeah. theory. And let's not forget <laughs> Isla de las Muñecas or whatever it's called. The, I, I'm sorry, I, what? I, I didn't take Spanish in high school. I'm not good at it. Island of the Dolls. Have you seen that? Oh, that is so creepy, is the Island of the Dolls. That is some scary shit. It's like God. some dude hanging fucking dirty-ass dolls in the trees. Every time we do an episode of this, I'm always like, we have years of content yeah. <laughs> like, that we could just... A girl died in, 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 the, in the river or something, and so some really morose, like... Doll Island exists where there's just a bunch of dead dolls hanging. Yeah, from people trees. bring dolls for like the girl, but it's just Doll Island now. It's creepy. Yeah, it's awful. I'm go- I'm on eBay right now looking at haunted dolls, and there's like m- a million of them. I- oh my god, I'm going. I'm <laughs> so going. So many. eBay. There's just just go just type in haunted doll, and you'll see a ton of just haunted dolls. Ooh, haunted I like this doll. one. That is, it looks sort of like a. Uh, like the Chiquita Banana Lady. That's nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, she's like the third one down, right? Yeah. Jadzia. Jadzia. I'm... Secret agent, government, clerical worker, sometimes. What the fuck? Do you guys want to each buy a haunted doll each? Jadzia. Yeah. I, like, I like that doll. I, she's gorgeous. Jadzia. Secret agent, government, clerical worker, sometimes teacher, taller, bigger, haunted doll, ships for $1. This is some weird... Thirty nine ninety five haunted metaphysical paranormal psychic vessel spirit doll very active energy. This damn this is fucking yeah. crazy. She doesn't share a lot about the work having to do with spying, but says she was trained to carry out tasks undercover apart from her normal job as a clerical worker slash data entry. I'm reading the description of this doll, Jesse. Welcome. I would like you to meet Lolita, the Barcelona uh, from Barcelona. Spain. I like it so far. I was fortunate to find her in my travels in 2016 in a small side street shop. I was drawn to this very, very unusual shop that had everything that was very old and oddity. Also, it I had gremlins. He- <laughs> right? Yeah, don't feed them after midnight. I could hear her laughter, her spunk and spontaneity. Lolita is lots of fun. Is a Spanish dancer and enjoined. And enjoined? That's not a word. And, and enjoined. She enjoined. <laughs> she enjoined entertaining people. The men especially love yep. her. Her captivating beauty, her sexuality is strong. Yep, I see it. Look, look in her eyes. Her smile. She wanted to continue her journey here on the earth plane after her passing of old age. In my photography of Lolita, her face would change. Her smile, her, smile, her eyes moved. That's, uh, she is very active. All caps. She may have many different experiences with this lovely lady. Change your life. She is captivating and will change your life. I don't, I'm going to go on a limb and say English is not this person's first language. Looking for happiness, love, fun? Then she is for She's you. She's great. She's great. She is vintage, in wonderful condition, about six inches tall. Her hair, long lace dress, all so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Does she call to you? Questions? I think we've Please I think specific. we've stumbled onto some kind of bizarre culture here that I that I don't feel well equipped enough to like understand the intricacy of, intricacies of here with these haunted dolls. <laughs> Uh, this is this. She's only thirty nine ninety five with seven dollars and twenty five cents expedited shipping. There's like a there's like a Vice article here waiting to happen. If there, <laughs> if there isn't one already, like a weird tickle I'm a so- tickle cult of like doll cult. Yeah, just like the like this woman is a 
haunted doll owner. Like I'm, I'm going to go instead of best match. I'm going to go with price highest first. Okay. This is, I have worked with the paranormal for 40 years holding degrees in witchcraft as a science. I didn't know you could get a degree in witchcraft as a science. I, I don't know where. I'm sure you can get one. I don't know what the name of that place is. This is just someone selling, this is the Lolita, the Lolita doll who's got high sexual energy. Oh, how? That's what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm down. That's, that's pretty creepy. If I buy you a doll, Alex, will you do research with it? I will do my due diligence. What does that mean? I, whatever it takes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it would mean to do research on a doll. I don't know. I don't know what is appropriate. I don't know what instruments. Oh, I, I would ship it to your house, and you just have to keep an eye on it and take notes if anything weird happens or any of that stuff. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I could handle it looking at me. There's 12 people viewing this thing per hour. Someone could buy it. Someone could snatch it up. I'm not. That's crazy. I, you know what? Let them have it. They probably want it more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Do you see anything good, Jesse? No, it all looks terrible. <laughs> it all looks terrible. This is Haunted Doll Ring for Jin King Queen Shaken, I'm still. I'm still trying Jin to find, uh, you know, a Mrs. Cox and actually continue to have sex in my life so i don't <laughs> i don't want any dolls in my house i don't want to be that guy <laughs> but what if it was a haunted sex doll the i don't new, want that that's a new that's a new online i trend. can't have a relationship with a sex doll you just call it call it chilluminating your friends and <laughs> send them a real haunted artifact all right in the yeah. mail also yeah i have we we all have p.o boxes if you have something haunted you want to get rid of pick one of us and just send it to us <laughs> Just do you it. have to put a letter in there saying what it is. Yeah, I need to know what it is. Um, this this haunted doll right here. This thing is four hundred dollars. Asami haunted looking haunted looking vintage doll from Akigara, Japan. Suicide Forest. No, thank you. I'm out. I don't want that. Yeah, that thing is horrifying looking. Yeah. Good God. Um, all right. Well, that's our little episode there on uh, two of the most haunted dolls. It world. has been an absolute delight to talk about scary children-shaped it's, toys. I I will say, it's so it was it was it was a nice like brain cleanser after the alien chaos. The, the piece of, the, last of the piece of so. gender between between two complicated pieces of sushi. Yes, yes, exactly. It was nice. Um, but we'll, we'll wrap this sucker up. It, it's, it's crazy how fast an hour blasts by right? doing these things. It, it just always goes by so quick. Um, but thank you all for listening. Jesse is looking for his new waifu on eBay still, I think. So She's there uh, somewhere. It's just a matter of time. Somewhere deep in, deep inside uh, eBay's haunted doll section is his... Uh, is his waifu. Uh, if you guys are... If you guys have anything haunted in your house, dude, tell us on the subreddit. Please. Let us know. The stories keep pouring into the subreddit. I love reading them. I'm still uh, I had somebody tweet. I had somebody tweet uh, at us uh, yesterday, uh, as of this recording at least, whose mom was part of the... They She saw the Phoenix Lights. Oh, yes. And she got... She said... He said she got out of her car and, like, looked at them. She didn't get abducted or anything. Uh, but she saw the Phoenix Lights and, and spoke about it, you know, when he was a kid. And then they... Because of our podcast, they... The conversation happened again. He got more details about it, and I find that stuff wicked fascinating. Sick. Let me get that. I think that's awesome. Let me get that home footage, y'all. Yeah, right. If you got home footage, bring it yeah. on. If you got footage of a doll moving, show If you us. have real footage I that you it. shot yourself of something paranormal, I want to see it. Yeah. I'd love to, to see it. I'd love to see it. Yeah. Me too. 
Um, thank you guys so much also for all the reviews. We're almost up to 200 five-star reviews up on iTunes. It's, it's awesome. We appreciate your love. Uh, if you want to tweet at the show, obviously at Chiluminati Podcast. If you want to tweet at us specifically, uh, you can tweet at me at Mathis Games, Jesse at uh, Jesse Cox, and Alex at Faciane, Faciane A. Yeah, that's it. It's, right? it, was a bad, was, it was a bad call in hindsight, I think. I just have a bad... I just have Faciane A. Find me on there. You know it. Yeah, you can do that. Check us all out. Uh, we will be back in a couple more weeks. Uh, as to what that topic is, well, we'll leave it for a Who surprise. Knows? Thank you guys so much. <laughs> Who knows? Um, we will see you guys in a couple of weeks. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.